Slot in Life, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, American Horror London. I'm your host, Troy, and along with my co-host, Adrian, we'd like to thank you for joining us here on this journey. The originating air date of this particular episode dropping is on Thursday, October 29th, and according to windcalendar.com, the holidays and popular observances on this day are National Cat Day in Canada, the UK, and the US. It's World Stroke Day in both the US and India, and it's the Day of Security Service of the MVD in Russia. And it also marks the releasing of Minute 35 of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. This particular minute starts with, David, you're hurting my feelings, and ends with, now I'm really sorry to be upsetting you. So as we start this uh, minute, which is a continuation of the scene that had actually started in the previous minute. uh, (laughs) What else is it going to be a continuation of? Well, no, some minutes ended a scene, right? But this is a continuation of a full, like, couple of minutes this is the middle of that scene. Okay, I got you. You understand that? Makes sense. Makes sense now? It just, maybe it's the way you worded it. It just sounded, I wasn't quite following what you were saying. Apparently no, not. it's a minute of a different movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Jack is just uh, the corpse of Jack. Uh, Jack is visiting uh, David. And like, uh, like it was pointed out from the previous minute, David is about to eat his breakfast. Okay, when... like every time that you say David, I feel like, David, why am I saving my mother? No, that would mean David. Yeah, David. David, why am I sending my, my mother to... to Atlanta? Is it Atlanta? No, to her sister Arizona? or my aunt's. No, my aunt. Oh, no. Harvey Firestein. David. ID4. David. But I just every time you say David, David. I feel like you should say David. <laughs> <laughs> David, why did I just send my mother to Atlanta? So Mr. Kessler is lying, uh, is sitting up in his bed, and Jack is talking to him, and of course he's. Uh, Jack seems to be uh, very uh, disappointed that, uh, obviously that. Uh, David he's obviously not enjoying doesn't... Him, um, David's response to him. No, he's, he's not. He's upset. Well, he would. Yes, he is. And he is. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. but Jack's obviously not understanding how upset David really is. But mm. Jack's doing it for a reason. Whatever, but anyway. Yeah, but but he's visiting his old friend. Yes, I know. But I'm just saying, like, he, he see. I, I feel like he felt... I feel like... He came in thinking he was going to get some kind of like, woohoo, you're here, let me hug you, whatever, I'm so happy to see you. And he's shocked that David's yep. like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, um, Jack is affecting the real world. He is... Uh, eating bacon and eating the... He's uh, taking a piece of the toast. Yeah, so now we're down to one slice of toast instead of a slice and a half. Yes, exactly. Weirdos. And he's actually, like you said in the previous minute, yes, he's dipped it right into his egg. He's Jerk! broken his egg. Jerk! You don't do that to someone else's yolk. <laughs> well, maybe he knows that uh, David isn't going to be eating it anyways. I feel like Jack doesn't have a lot of boundaries. 
He's dead. Huh? There are no boundaries. If you say so. Anyways, so uh, Jack just goes about to uh, continue on a conversation as if he his his buddy he's been there all along, and David's just like trying to figure out. I think he's basically talking out loud to see if he can figure out, like, yeah, it's it's just that David's like completely. He's he he. David believes he's gone around the bend. David. Oh yeah, no, David's like I've gone completely. He said he said yes, I've gone completely, I'm gone crazy. completely crazy. Yeah, and of course, uh, Jack just continues to keep on, like he knows he's upsetting, and but. He mentions that he has to talk to David. There's, there's no ifs and ifs about it. He has to get, he has to get a point across. Yeah, to he David. has something to tell him. But while to, the while the skin flaps around on his neck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so Jack is still very conversational in this. Um, Who is the Emmy going to say that that was a person that did that to this guy? Like, come on. It's a cover-up, right? They know it was an animal that did it, right? They know it was not a crazy person from East Proctor that did it. Well, see, the thing is, that's the whole entire conspiracy, which we get a little more of later on in the story. That's what I'm but saying. At this point... This is a cover-up. There's, no there's no way that the this... medical examiner was like, ha, yeah, this was definitely done by a dude. No way. Yeah, exactly. Dudes have way different teeth. And dudes don't have claws. This but would, This but would not Dr. happen if it was any of the Emmys in a Dick Wolf show. No. Mm-mm. No. But there also wouldn't have been a supernatural element of a werewolf in a Dick Wolf show. Ooh, Dick Wolf doing a No, come on, because that show? would be scary. That would be no, terrifying. No, 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 Dick Wolf, no. He's not allowed to touch. <laughs> That would be actually quite scary. So, um, wow. So, uh, David is all concerned about what are you doing here, Jack? Shouldn't you be like buried somewhere? Yeah, in New well, York? yeah, yeah. Which is what your point is. Yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that freaking bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. yep, we got another shot of the. It must be very comfortable to have behind your back the the knobby thing there's a there's like a lever on this piece yep. yeah yeah he's got his head like right there i know well Ugh. he was sitting upright yeah, so he was still, away from saying. it but he seems Ugh. to have backed up yeah into backed up it. right into it ouch yeah now that uh, jack is actually now sitting on the side of his bed eating his toast which is very very crunchy yeah because it's cold <laughs> oh you set me up i did oh. <laughs> So uh, then uh, Jack starts to go on about uh, the funeral, how he was surprised about the amount of people that uh, came out, including David's parents who were there. And he's, like I said, he's shocked at how many people had come out. And Jack is like, like really surprised. And David basically reinforces that well you're very well liked so why yeah, should yeah. you be surprised i liked you that was that's yeah. cute well i i liked yeah. you or whatever you're a very well liked person uh -huh. and 
Jack's response of, yeah, it was, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then... Then he starts going on about who was at the funeral, yeah. some girl getting yeah. laid by so, some Yeah, so basically, and... he mentions that Debbie Klein, the girl he's been pining for since... The one that the went to grade, Italy? They, they were meeting in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. So the girl he's been pining after since eighth grade. Came to his funeral. Eighth grade? Yeah. Yeah, well, And that she cried a lot. And, um... But then she sucks... She's sought yeah. soulless. Yep. She's, uh... Am I asleep now or what? <laughs> <laughs> I should put that on a shirt. Am I asleep now or what? <laughs> so she basically gets souls in, um... In, in the... In, in the... In Mark Levine's bed. Sure. Right? So... David responds to a... Wait, Mark Levine? Like, questioningly? And then, of course... Jack's response is like, I know, an asshole. And Life how he's. Mocks me hated him, Dad. Yeah. And then David's now convinced, completely gone yeah. around the bend. Yeah. He's, uh, he's out of it. Then Jack gives a shouting David. Yeah, yeah. And David responds. Like, oh, but with he a looks whip. like a drunk when he does that. Well, he has to get his attention. Yeah, though. I know, but he looks like he's, it's like, it's like, it's like he's high or drunk or something. Who, Jack is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he's happy to be up and around. He's not so... David! <laughs> David! <laughs> so, um... And then he basically uh, ends up uh, finishing off the minute, telling him he's really sorry that he's upsetting him. I don't think he is. What Maybe do you mean? he is. I think I he is. Know. He has total concern for that his friend. looks like a unibrow because of the... Because of the slash between yeah. the yeah, the slash between the eyebrows yeah. does make it look like he has a unibrow. Like yeah, a unibrow. yeah. Very thick eyebrows, this guy. Yeah, for such a well, pale guy. Griffin Dunn. Yeah. yeah. Well, David Naughton has. Okay, David Naughton is just like a furry, furry guy bushy, all over. Though yeah. you just know, you just know that he's covered in hair. But he's not. You've seen him run naked. He's hairless. Well, then I guess they shaved him, or maybe they waxed him. Okay, that I don't know about, but I think the fact that. Whether he is or not, for the part of being the werewolf, him being hairless yeah. means that once you get to you know the big yeah. transformation scene, it's more that yeah yeah yeah. But it, no, I'm telling you that that is a man. You who believe normally that he has is, hair. You're you're thinking he normally has hair. Yeah. Okay. We could go with that. Maybe it, it makes a lot of sense too that he would be, that he would have plenty of hair. But yeah, because his his eyebrows seem to be yeah. actually a little unkempt. Both of them have unkempt eyebrows. Well, the other one's dead. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. So that's where we round off with this minute. All right, so over on the commentary track, uh, Griffin Dunn says that uh, this uh, makeup, that when he uh, wore it for the first time in L.A., it made him depressed wearing it. And then uh, huh. David Naughton uh, asks him about uh, how many people have asked him about, but Griffin cuts him off by saying, look at that wiggling piece. And then David concludes his question by stating, yeah, that's the piece of the makeup. So that little dangly piece yeah. you were talking about is what he's actually talking about and how oh, okay. people always talk to. Because it's gross. It is. It looks very fleshy. Yeah. It just is. Supposed to be flesh. And so uh, Griffin goes on with uh, 
what was so smart about John was that he told him that no matter what, uh, Jack should always sound like he's in a really good mood. Yeah, he does. He does, he yeah, does yeah. yeah. Which was ironic because he felt quite melancholy in the makeup. Yeah, makeup makes me depressed too. Yeah. Uh, because your skin can't breathe. Yeah. Uh, David brings Rick Baker into this by uh, mentioning how much confidence John had in Rick's work by not putting in the shadows or covering it up. Mm-hmm. And a little thing I want to add to it is um, that little dangly piece was just happened to be random. It wasn't meant to be there. It's just the oh. way it just happened to fall. When they attached the piece that had just oh, dangled there, and they were like, so hey, it was a happy accident. Good, yeah. Exactly, it was oh, a Bob happy Ross accident. Lesson for you, right? Yeah. So according to the script, it pretty much follows the actual uh, movie itself, but it looks like uh, uh, David Naughton and Griffin Dunn seem to add their own little flair to it. So. In the uh, the script, it doesn't call for it, but the whole entire line where um, after Jack mentions, uh, David mentions how uh, he shouldn't be shocked because he was very well liked. And the whole oh, yeah, entire yeah. line, yeah, I was, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, David's response, well, I liked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are not in the script. Okay. Which which is a bit of an ad lib, obviously, that but they I added in. Cute. Yeah. And um, plus uh, Debbie Klein in the actual script finds solace in uh, in uh, Rudy Levine. And in it, uh, actually, Jack, sorry, in it, actually, David refers to uh, Rudy Levine as a schmuck. And Jack never refers to him as an asshole. But other than that, the script pretty much ends up what we see in the final film. And the radio drama, there's a lot more padding in the radio drama. Uh, David remarks about how it's an impossibility of Jack walking and talking, let alone eating in his condition. Uh, Jack tells him that uh, while he's almost ripped in half, he was prepared to see uh, David in the hospital. Mm. Uh, then another squelching sound. No. And Jack then comments that he thought that uh, the mouth was going to be a problem. So from the sounds of the radio drama, it seems Jack is falling apart as he have, oh, is having zombie. this conversation. Yeah. Uh, David inquires about blood coming out of the gashes on Jack. Lovely. And in this version, Debbie Klein finds solace in Joel Levine's bed. Sure she does. Yeah. <laughs> and so throughout, uh, yeah, all the th she goes through all three of the Levine brothers, apparently. <laughs> For, depending on which version you're seeing, there's a different <laughs> Levine brother. Um, and throughout the conversation, it seems parts of Jack continue to make wet, squelching sounds. And on that note, that brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London, and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb. 
Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you would be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. If you would like to send us a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. setting up for uh, Adrian reacts. How do you see that? Is that okay? Is that good for you? I don't like you very much. I know you don't. It's too bad you love me. Okay. <laughs> see me. David! You're hurting my feelings. Hurting your feelings? Has it occurred to you that it might be unsettling to see you rise from the grave to visit me? Sorry to be upsetting you, David, but I had to come. Aren't you supposed to be buried someplace in New York? Yeah. Your parents came to my funeral. I was surprised at how many people came. I want you to be surprised you were a very well-liked person. Yeah, I was, wasn't I? Well, I liked you. Debbie Klein cried a lot. Am I asleep now or what? So... So, you know what she does? She's so grief-stricken. She runs to find solace in Mark Levine's bed. Mark? Levine? An asshole. Life mocks me even in death. I'm going completely crazy. David! What? Now, I'm really sorry to be upsetting you, but... That's it? (laughs) That's your minute. I like how this flesh is like falling off there while he's moving and it's all like bleh. gross. Very gross. So. <laughs> what? This is a jerky movie. What do you mean it's a jerky movie? They're jerks. Okay. They're jerks in this movie. Alright. Are they going to explain how he got across the. The, how he ended up there after his a month after his funeral, or or, or did I put those pills in my mouth? <laughs> Boop. Goodman has just uh, revealed why is himself. On the couch? Why is the dog <laughs> I don't know why the dog blanket's on the couch. Yuck! It, Lady, the, were you on the couch? Yeah, probably. The dog was on the. Couch. Only if she has the power of levitation. That's true. She would not be able to get up here. Nope. Maybe. Uh, Maybe the baby helped her. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, what are you looking at? I'm, I wanted to know which one. I'm trying to figure out which one he's yelling at. Oh. Oh, I'm eating some chips. What? You want me to? I'm going to eat some chips. Okay, go ahead. Eat some chips. All right. And they, and then Bella wouldn't come out of the bag. Be sure to subscribe. Oh. oh.